I'm a shell of a man that I used to be. Mm. Don't like it. It sucks. Yeah, it All does. All I've left is my voice. Because mm-hmm. my knees are shit. Oh, oh my, my God. God. My knees are crap. <laughs> Working from home doesn't help much because, you know, I'm not walking around all everywhere. Well, and and we've talked about it on this show before too. I mean, we used to walk everywhere, especially when we were in college. It, it you know, oh, you want to you want to go all the way like 15, 16 blocks up North Michigan Avenue? No problem. Yeah. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm 19. I got knees of a 19-year-old. I've got the right, I got the knees and gumption of a 19-year-old and it was fantastic. Yep. I did, I mean I might have I might have broken a sweat but you know but I I sure as shit didn't feel it in my knees, my feet, my back. No, oh, I was God, raring yeah. to go, man. Yeah. Now I'm like, you want to you want to walk a block? Now, you want me Can't to stand Uber? here for 5 minutes? What? <laughs> uh, and standing <laughs> is the worst oh, when you have God. no knees. Yeah. I would rather be trying to hobble. Yeah. But anyway, Welcome to the AARP version of the watch list with Patty. And Bill. <laughs> Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com to check out all of our back episodes. Please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts, and recommend us to at least one friend, pretty please, with sugar on top. Yes, my voice broke when I was saying that because I'm that emotional about it. (laughs) 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 Now, even though though none of you do this, engage with us on social media, at symbol Pirate Alice. At symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol the Watchlist Pod, and if you just happen to listen to us on Apple, please uh, give us a five star review because um, they'll creep up there one of these days when we're ninety, and uh, we might be making a tenth of that Joe Rogan money. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. All right, I need to start off with a little bit of dis- not disturbing news, but just kind of like that's kind of fucked up news. Okay. Like, that's fucked up. Oh, that's fucked up. Okay. That's fucked up. So, during the Oscars, you know they do the in memoriam section? Uh-huh. Now, here's 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 a very morose part of me. I That is actually one of the parts of the Oscars that I enjoy most. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because you get to say goodbye to the people who have contributed a great portion of their lives to the industry. And it's not just for actors, it's for cinematographers, agents, screenwriters, you know, it runs the gamut. Well, they fucking forgot Paul Sorvino this year. He died this year? Yeah. Oh. He died in July of 2022. Oh, oh. Wow, that's a big one to... to miss that's a that's a big one to fuck up and mira sorvino is well yeah rightly so that's her dad and not taking away anything from anybody else and anybody else's career and so forth but in all the time that you spend with these fucking musical numbers and and the bullshit comedy that goes on 
You mean to tell me you couldn't do one more three-second flip card for Paul Sorvino? Right? I mean, come on. Uh. You get plenty. Honestly, to leave anybody out of that is bullshit when they get all this other crap going on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And they've started to make up for it after the Oscars by saying, for a full list, go to Oscars.com slash dead people. Or that's (laughs) not true. That's not true. It's like Oscars.com slash in memoriam. Right. I actually think that is the email address. But, um, or the web address. But to not do Paul Sorvino during the telecast is pretty, that's pretty bullshit. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. And, you know, he's an actor. He's a big actor, so. He's a huge actor. I mean, just like, just. Like, why would you forget Paul Sorvino? And I'm convinced that as much grief as you give me for not writing stuff down, and it's true, I will take, I will cop to it completely, because I, I have to say that I did finally remember what I was watching instead of the Oscars. Oh, and, I, hey. and it finally fucking came <laughs> to me, and I'm going to review it tonight. Um, but why doesn't somebody at the Oscars tell an intern? Or somebody, hey, if go through the trades. No, no. What they should do, because I'm sure they have staff year-round, they need to have some kind of a database or a spreadsheet or something, and as people die, add them throughout the year. That's what I'm saying. And they should be able to print that shit out. Have intern Timmy or whoever the hell add to the spreadsheet. Yeah. And then when the year is over, okay, like 200 people died. Well, we don't have time for 200 people. So first first pass of the list, who famous died? Yeah, who's the big like name Paul that we know? Sorvino, yeah. who's the big name? Who's an actor? And then after, who's an actor? Right. Who's an actor? Okay. And then after that, boom. Producer, Let, director, the there. big names, the big people. And then right. how much time do you have from there? Right, yeah. exactly. And did they direct or star or write an Academy Award winning movie? Yeah. Yeah. Those people you know. get the priority and then you go from yeah. there because those are the ones yeah. anybody watching would recognize immediately. Right. So Mira Sorvino, I am I am absolutely on your side. Me too. That because and I'll tell you what, Goodfellas is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. And and he was also on Law and Order too, right? Uh, he's been in stuff. Most he's, often, oh I God. think he was like a gangster that I recall. That I recall. Well, in my brain, that's well, that what I was, remember. That was certainly uh, like Goodfellas. He was always working. So, you, Academy, you got to give Paul Paul Sorvino a make good somehow. But anyway, that was that was my news this today. Well, the first thing that I have is on Hulu. It came out on March 17th of this year. It is The Boston Strangler. It is... I was going to watch that. stars Kira Knightley. It's a film version. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it's a movie. Telling the story of a report, Boston Record American reporter, Loretta McLaughlin. Um, she the real person, covered the case of the Boston Strangler back in 62, and she was the first journalist who connected the murders and broke the story about a serial killer. Mm. This was a good one. It was a good one. I didn't know a whole lot about the Boston Strangler, and this one leads into where 
um, the different theories that there may have been three people committing those murders, um, kind of, and somehow they worked together when they met up in prison and, uh, the mental hospital or the mental ward of a prison and shared details and kind of copycatted each other. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was going to watch it. Oh, it's really good. I highly recommend it. This is a really good one. Because, you know, in 62 for female crime beat reporters um, and talking about how the police aren't quite doing their job and women don't feel safe... That was a big fucking deal. Yeah. Well. <laughs> did you just cross okay. yourself? I did. <laughs> Scary shit. My God. Anyway. Yeah, and so she. So Kira Knightley leads this thing. Yeah, Kira Knightley's the star. She is uh, the re- first reporter, Loretta McLaughlin, and then Carrie Coon. Uh, she is the other, the more seasoned female reporter who she was forced to work with, but they be- they worked t- well together. Okay, so Carrie Coon plays Jean Cole, the other reporter, and the two of them worked together on that story. But Loretta, mm. Kira Knightley's character, is the one who put the pieces together that this is one person committing all these murders. Wow. And she did it before the police did. Wow. Well, of course, because yeah. she's smart. Yeah. <sighs> mm. And this is on Hulu? This said? is on Hulu. Yeah. Cool. It is. It's really cool. It's a good movie. I highly recommend it. 112 minutes long. Awesome. Not a whole lot of time. I, I didn't want to tell too much about it because I didn't know much about this. I didn't know any that there were report, you know, this a female reporter on it at all, much less a female reporter right. who who put the pieces together before the police. So going in not knowing a whole lot made it more interesting to me. And of course, I start Googling it while I'm watching. Like, what? Is this like real people? Did they make this shit up? No, this is real. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Was there really a newspaper called the Boston Record American? Yes, there was. Whoa. Who knew? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I'm thinking they made up the name of the newspaper, all that, but they didn't. It's real. I would think not. I, I, if you're doing something based on a true story, you can change and dramatic, like dramatis, dramatic, dramatis. Yeah, you could do that shit. Talk. Yeah, you can change that (laughs) shit to protect people. You change names and addresses and all that, but a newspaper sometimes they do. Sometimes they. Well, because I at first I didn't know this was true. Like, this was about real people. I mean, other than the Boston Strangler. Hmm. And so I thought when they said the newspaper name, I'm like, I've never heard. Boston Record American? What the hell is that? And then when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, it's real. Oh, they, that is all real. The name of the newspaper, the people, it's all real. It really happened. It It did. It really happened and stuff. Yeah, they were real people. Well, doing okay. the reporting thing. So the Boston Strangler on Hulu. Watch it. It's good. So, as I was saying before, when the Oscars were on, we made a conscious effort not to watch TV. And or not to watch the the Oscars. So we turned on Luther. Oh. Fallen Sun. 
And because we we loved Luther when it was on um, whatever the hell other channel it was. PBS? Not PBS. Not PBS. But, yeah. Uh, BBC. Oh, BBC right. America. Yeah, it was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, it's a full-blown movie for Netflix. It's two hours and nine minutes long. And um, a serial killer who's played by Andy Serkis. Because you know if he is in this movie, he is going to play somebody extraordinarily good or a CGI character or somebody incredibly bad. You don't throw Andy Serkis in there for like a little bit part. No, no. He's um, a he, big He terrorizes... Part, yeah. Right, yeah, he's huge. Um, he terrorizes London while John Luther, who's Idris Elba, sits behind bars. And he's behind bars because a lot of the secrets that were building throughout the BBC show had come out and they threw him behind bars for that. So now he's got to break out of jail to help find the person who put him behind bars, and that's Andy Serkis. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the person who has his old job at the Metropolitan Police Force is Cynthia Erivo. And if you have not seen, um, oh, what is the name of that movie? Um, hang on, I will find it. It is Bad Times at the El Royale. Ah, oh, yes, that movie. It's from 2018, and Chris Hemsworth is in it, and so is John Hamm. But Cynthia Erivo steals that fucking movie, and it's great. And she plays the cop that Luther has to convince to help her catch Andy Serkis. Ah, okay. I'll tell you what. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of ex machina bullshit moments in there mm. that they, they you realize that they wrote themselves into a corner in a couple of parts. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, why did this character do this? And, well, there's one huge ex machina part. And then there's a couple of, why are you, in particular, this character being this stupid? Oh. And the only reason that that particular character is that stupid, and I can't say who it is because, you know. Yeah. um, Surprises in the movie and stuff. It only furthers the plot. And it reminded me a lot of the first season of the Kevin Bacon TV show, The Following, where there was a really weird, dangerous cult leader, and his cult followers were fucking shit up all over the place, killing people. And those people could have been anyone, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, I remember oh, that Oh, my God, the first season of that show, while being kind of racist, was really good. And I say kind of racist because they killed or made stupid all of their black characters. I'm sorry. It's just the lens I take things through. Yeah. But that show was really fucking good, season one. So you're going to find a hell of a lot worse than Luther the Fallen Son on Netflix. But there are going to be a couple of like, oh, come on, kind of moments. And, 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 and And to me and to Laura, it diminished it a little bit. I could see that, yeah. I'll go offline with you and tell you about it, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But if you're looking for a continuation of the character of Luther from BBC, he is on Netflix called Luther, The Fallen Son. All right. All right. So my other thing 
is a new show that dropped on AMC, and it's streaming on AMC Plus for those who have that. It is the new Bob Odenkirk show called Lucky Hank. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, because I want to see that. Bob stars as Professor Hank Devereaux. He's the English department chairman at this mediocre, underfunded college in Nowheresville, East Coast, I think, area. And he's at the place he's where it's so unimpressive and mediocre. And when the student call in his writing class calls him out for never giving any feedback, never talking through any of their classes ever, and just letting them read their stories and talk amongst themselves, he's like, all right, you want you want to hear what I think? All right. And he goes off on this huge rant about just insulting the kid, his writing, and, you know, he's telling the kid that the proof, you know, you are just this mediocre writer enrolled at this shit-ass college, and, you know... You can assure that your teacher's also mediocre because I'm also stuck here at this shit-ass college. And, yeah, then the shit hits the fan because, you know, he's bad-mouthing the place that they work, that he works. Mm-hmm. And the kid's all upset because, you know, you insulted me in my writing and I'm going to be this famous, fabulous writer. And the news, the school paper prints his whole word for word what he said. And, <laughs> oh, man. And he's like, he's going through this midlife crisis slash full-blown meltdown. And he's just this, he he could be like the a horrible character that you would hate to watch. But because Bob Odenkirk is doing his Bob Odenkirk thing, he makes him kind of right. likable, just like, you know, Saul Goodman is could be this total asshole that you're watching, but you kind of like him and you kind of root for him. And it's, you know, Bob Odenkirk has done that with this character, because I could see how this character is a selfish piece of shit, but mm-hmm. the way Bob Odenkirk portrays him, I kind of like him. Yeah. Mm. And I like the show. There's... Only one episode so far. The next one, they drop on Sundays. So the next one will be out when our show hits. But so then there will be two episodes. Um, it's on AMC slash AMC plus eight episodes total. They're an hour apiece. So that, yeah, I highly recommend Lucky Hank. I'm looking forward nice. to more. Nice. After the first episode. So, yeah. Well, I have got something extraordinary oh do you now i do what is it the next thing i am going to review is a broadway musical what no way i know way (laughs) and it is the tony award-winning musical six Uh and six is Here's the official here's the official thing. Um the six wives of Henry VIII take their microphones to remix 500 years of history, a uh, historical heartbreak into a euphoric celebration of 21st century girl power. Interesting. And so what it does is it it frames the fact that Henry this Henry VIII 
was only famous because he had these six wives. And, and the whole thing is, if you know a little bit of history, divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. Mm-hmm. And each one of these wives is hysterical and emotional, and it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, it is playing actually all over the country. Uh, so if you go to six on Broadway.com, you can actually go to their drop down menu for where it is playing. I saw it at the Academy of Music in Philadelphia, where it's playing until April the 9th. But it's also in Las Vegas, Rhode Island, L.A., Buffalo, Maryland. I mean, it's all over. Check this website. Okay. It's all over. And and I'll tell you what, it it is worth it, and I and it is a tight, tight show. You're done in like an hour and a half. There's no intermission. And and it is a fun rock concert history lesson. And it and it made me laugh out loud several times. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It was really neat. So if you really want to <clears throat> learn some history and there was a little girl like like many rows over just dancing her ass off. <laughs> to, to, oh my god, it was the cutest thing. The and, and it was really, really wives. nifty. What'd to you say? the beheading of one of his wives, she's dancing like crazy. Well, <laughs> actually, technically, beheading of two well, of his I'm, wives. You know, I don't I know, know what, what song saying, she was but... dancing to, so I can't say. Well, she was dancing to all of them because they are actually fun, and they take the stories of each one of these wives, which are very tragic, <clears throat> very tragic in their own way, mm-hmm. in in their each and every individual way, and. They say, wait a minute, you know, this is what happened. This is why, and and they frame it around a contest of who's got the biggest sob story being married (laughs) to this prick. Nice. And they engage the audience to say, okay, at the end of this, you're going to vote for who had, you know, who wins the sorriest life on earth. Wow. And it's, it's, oh my God, I can't speak highly enough about this. And it, it is just very, very good. So if you have a chance to see Six, the musical, you absolutely should. I might do that. I might check it's it out. It's very cool. It's very cool. And another thing that I like about it very much is that they have a diverse cast in it. Oh, nice. Okay. So it is... That's part of what what spoke to me about it as well, and and just how progressive things have become, and I love it. But you take these historical figures and and these beautiful women, portray them. It doesn't matter who they are, where they're from. Boom, that's Catherine of Aragon. Boom, that's you know Jane Eyre, or not Jane Eyre, Jane Seymour, and and it's awesome. So anyway, hmm. go see six. The musical. It's, it's well worth the money. Okay. The awkward silence is we've come <laughs> to the end of the show. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's all I got, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is the point in the show, and the reason there was that awkward silence, ladies and gents, is because that's the usual time where I say, 
hey, hit that contact yeah. us button, and, and but none of you do. Never. You never do. Never do. You don't love us. <sighs> so We can't get better without mo- your feedback. We can't do things you want to hear without your feedback. So... And and more and more and and very specifically to the point, is there a show you want to try, but you don't want to commit to it? Throw it our way, and we will commit to it for you. Yeah, we'll give it a try. Yeah. We'll tell you if it's we'll worth give it your a time. Shot. Do you, That's right. Do you want to know if you should subscribe to AMC Plus? Well, ask us, and we'll tell you what's on there and what you can find, and if it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. And and seriously, you know, hit us up. Is this TV show worth it? Well, and it doesn't take like five or ten of you to say the same show. If one of you suggests something, yeah. poof. We'll do it. We'll watch it. Or if uh, you think we're missing out on something, we'll watch it. Or if you think there's right? a show that you like that we said this is crap, tell us why we're wrong. Yes. Yes, engage with us, please. Oh, God, that was weird. All right, no wonder people don't write us. Anyway, you know what? Shush. 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 Well, that's it. It's a short show this week. It's like less than 30 minutes. Yeah, it's going to be really short. Because Patty's going to edit out some stuff, which is awesome. Breaks there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but seriously, do us a favor. Tell a friend about our show, and and we we serious we take seriously what we do because we enjoy watching it and we want to help you guys out. Um, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell your friends to do the same. If you feel like engaging with us, uh, then hit us up on socials at symbol pirate alice at symbol bill ivory larson at symbol the watchlist pod. If you listen to us on Apple, please give us a five-star review and make sure you catch up on all of our back episodes on thewatchlistpod.com and you can find us there. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, everyone. I'm sorry. Oh, and teaser alert. I bought my tickets tonight to see John Wick Chapter 4 oh. this coming Sunday. That hit, that's already out, right? That dropped, to, yeah. okay, so we're taping this show on a, we're taping this show, taping. We are, we are recording this show on a Friday. It, it, it hit okay, today. Okay, so Dwight went and saw that today. Did he with really? With his brother. Uh, quickie pre-review? They both fell asleep. Fucking hell. I, uh, Are you kidding? No. How do you fall asleep in an action movie? How do you fall asleep to fucking John Wick? I want to know, but they both did. He had today oh off, too. It's God. not even like he had to work today and then went to the movie. No. He was off today. He felt he he and his brother fell asleep? Yes. That's wrong. He is a sleepy, and sleepy man. And also a waste of money. It is. It's totally yeah. a waste of money to take a nap for that much money. To pay that much to take oh an app yeah. Now, what I will say, though, is that when I went on and we we were going to have plans on Sunday, which it was sort of bait and switchy. We signed up to do this event on Sunday, and 
Laura was like, hey, we'll sign you up too. And, and it's going to be a good time. I'm like, great, sign me up. And we, we were going to go. We were going to go out and get clothes for it tomorrow and, you know, and all that. Come to find out, nope, we were put in a lottery for tickets for this event. Oh. Like, fuck you. You couldn't just sign people up and then when you reached a capacity, cut it off? Right? Yeah. Whatever. So I was like, she's, she even suggested, let's go see John Wick on Sunday. Yeah, totes. Now, granted, I went for the earliest shows. Mm-hmm. So the shows here start at 10.15 okay. in the morning. I got a 10.50 show. Okay. And I'll tell you what, the theater was wide open. Oh, I bet, yeah. So I'm hoping... Here's my prediction. I don't know shit. This figure hasn't come out yet. I bet you it opens to $55 million. Okay. That's my guess. I hope it blows me out of the water and opens to like 80 or 90. Because Keanu Reeves is the man. He is. But, yeah. Well, everybody, you take care. Have an awesome week. And we will catch you next time. All right. Okay. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.